It's a bitch hunt. 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 What's up there, Pitch Hunt Nation? <laughs> as we start You're all every, at home. As we start every episode. <laughs> times are bleak. Seems, seems very natural. Times are for bleak. The, yeah. For the first time ever, we're all recording remotely, since we're practicing social distancing. Normally, we're all stacked one atop the other on, on one beautiful lazy boy. Shouting at the top of our lungs into one microphone that's across the room. Uh huh. But normally we're coughing nonstop, but because we don't want you to hear it, we cough directly into each other's mouths. <laughs> there is at least one instance of that in every single episode. The first pitch hunt listener who can timestamp when that happens in each episode uh, will get some free merch. So uh, get on that, pitch hunt nation. Uh, but in reality, this is kind of unfortunate because the only three microphones that we could get our hands on were touched by Rudy Gobert. Right. And uh, I mean, that's, it's a problem that's that a, rough. it's a problem that a lot of people are having though. After his after his you know his frenzied rampage of trying to touch every microphone in the United States, and as far as I know, he got them all. Damn it, Rudy! Damn it, Rudy! He really had to do it. He really had to reignite the already frayed tensions between France and the United States. Um, what are you doing, man? That's my final thought on it. And speaking of frayed international tensions... Oh, boy. Those are usually something that Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible is fighting to prevent. <laughs> and oftentimes he succeeds. Uh, does he ever not succeed? No, he always succeeds. Okay, I was going to say. I mean, Unless... there may be, like, episodes between the movies <laughs> where he fails on a regular basis, and we don't see that, but... That seems like the kind of thing that the IMF would whitewash, because it's really, it's really all about promoting that uh, international mission. Is that what it is? The inter- impossible mission force? The IMF. impossible I think mission right. force. Yeah. That's... It gets disbanded every single time. Or there's or yeah, something well, is... The, the threat is from the inside. Yeah, You're right, yeah. though, Jacob, because they always tell him if he fails, they'll disavow him. So Right. Well, th- he gets disavowed, like, on the regular, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he does fail more than we think. Maybe he does, or maybe... He eh, has small failures before his big successes. Uh, that that does happen, and basically... I, I'm, I'm willing to say that that happens in every Mission Impossible movie, is that there are small failures that get swept under the rug when he comes in with the... Uh, the the great finish at the end the maestro performance where he you know defuses it's usually defusing a bomb that's what it usually boils down to yeah um and who knows that might happen on this episode of pitch hunt there might be a bomb that gets defused maybe there will be a bomb that doesn't get defused wouldn't that be a shocker well wow. that's a, uh, a a lot of pressure to put on us though to uh pitch the end of one of what has become one of the most consistent uh, action adventure franchises of all time. Thoughts? Will give us your ranking. <laughs> My ranking of uh, Mission Impossible. Yes. Yeah. Do um, they go in reverse order? They almost go in reverse order. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'm. I I think that like you have a very legitimate. Uh, go on. Like ci- cinematic claim. Uh, to them going in reverse order, but because I I just really like John Woo, mm. I actually I actually think that two is better than three. I don't. Um, I don't think. I also don't yeah. really like J.J. Abrams that much. Didn't he do three? He did do three. I don't love three that much either. But I think it was very important for giving us the ones that followed and the style of the ones that followed. Yeah. yeah. So I'm here for it. I also think, well, how many are we up to now? There's been six, right? Four, five, and six all kind of orbit around each other. They're all really fucking good, well, is the thing. I, I, I don't Because you have it. the Burge in four, which is amazing. Right. You have 
the plane in five, which is like um, unbelievably amazing. Yes. Um, but is it as good as the Burge? It's tough to tell. I think that like in terms of like raw spectacle, it is. But in terms of like a plot device, it's not. You know, like, <laughs> there is no reason for that to be in there. <laughs> exactly. And then and it's then, also and like then, the the Halo jump in the final one. Yeah, it was super cool. But couldn't they have just like snuck in on the ground level to that building? That's there's yeah. nothing possible about the that. Roof. That is so that is so possible though, man. And then in six, like the fact that he like taught himself to fly a a, a chopper for it is very very cool. But do not like, put a butt on that, it, man. Don't in ninety nine percent of these situations, they just hire a stunt person to fly it, and no one is the wiser. So it's like the actual impact on the audience. Like I had to subsequently look up and be like, oh shit, he actually did do that himself. And you know? Now tell me, Will, did you then watch Fallout again after that with that knowledge? Um, no, I, maybe I didn't. Maybe I've only seen Fallout once. That's, oh, I mean, that's the thing. Shame. You watch any one of these stunts and you know this could have been a time where Tom Cruise straight died. Yeah, right. which is pretty and dope. he's probably going to die filming one of these movies. I would and, be surprised Fallout, if he didn't. The thing about Fallout, the, the, the thing that is indelibly etched in my memory is the opera scene, which is, like, maybe the best scene. It's really good. Possibly yeah. in the entire franchise. Like, it is fucking... I mean, Burj Khalifa, it's between Burj Khalifa and the opera scene for me, I think. Well, uh, but yeah. Well, I mean, y- you, can't, you can't say that, and then... You've already mentioned the helicopter scene in Fallout, well, and I, heli- I think that's that that stands with any action sequence in any film ever. Full stop. How do you not? How great. do you not put that in the same conversation as the? Opera I think scene it's in great. It's just I, I think that the the because of the way our movies are these days, where you have stunt drivers and you have a lot of CGI, like the the technical amazingness of the helicopter scene. Because a lot of that stuff is so often faked quite well, um, is 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 like less viscerally impressive to me. But I, I have to rewatch wa- um, okay. Fallout. That's what I was going to say. I think that's yeah. a, that's a fair take. But uh, having watched Fallout multiple times since I learned that uh, Tommy C did his actual did the actual helicoptering in that one. It it legitimately does make it notably better knowing that yeah. and 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 thinking about that while you're watching that and I don't think you can completely discount that. I, I agree with you that it is maybe not as as viscerally stunning. I mean, it 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 is viscerally stunning, but it's it's not notably better than anything that you see in in most blockbuster action movies. But you can't say that without acknowledging that the the fact that that Tom does does all that shit makes it better. That's yeah yeah I I I hear you. Okay, okay, I, I think we said that about a half dozen times in slightly different ways, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that we no, but we gotta belabor the point. That the the helicopter really scene is yes. is pretty fucking dope. It is. You, you, like everyone should watch it. Uh, everyone should watch times. it, and everyone should... And including me. Yeah, I was going to say. It includes you, <laughs> And then everyone should try to recreate it. Absolutely. On their own. Absolutely. That's one yeah. of the... Get in a helicopter. Uh-huh. Get between I some mean, cliffs. Is, yeah. Helicopters, they basically drive themselves, right? Basically, like, how yeah. hard could it be? Yeah. They let anyone drive a drone these days. Exactly. Yeah. I have a drone in my thing. apartment right now. I've driven it. I have no license. I haven't crashed it. Well, I did crash it once, but it wasn't a it wasn't a violent crash. Nobody was harmed. Nothing. No property damage was done. What's the worst that could happen? Ooh. Well, okay, never mind. <laughs> Moving along. So let's jump into these pitches. Let's then. jump into these pitches. Then Jacob hit us with the theme of the episode real quick. Uh, in case you've missed uh, what the theme of the episode is, uh, I know we've been kind of uh, dancing around it without straight up saying it. Uh, we're doing Mission Impossible fitch- pitches, folks. <laughs> Excuse me. So d- is this spinoffs only, or does it include core Mission Impossible films? I don't know. <laughs> are, are you putting <laughs> that on me? I we talked about this at one point. I, I, we, probably, we may have. It's It's been a minute since we've recorded an episode, though. I don't remember. Wait, there have been spinoffs? No, there, have, Mission Impossible? there haven't been spinoffs, but I think that we did... Uh, we discussed only doing spinoffs for a while 
But I don't. I, again, we, it's right. better. It's just, if it's related to Mission Impossible, <laughs> that's good enough for us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Once again, no, okay, never mind. Uh, Will wants to go first. Okay, I guess I'm going first, fellas. The stunt that I'm going to be performing is having not thought about this at all and and doing it right off the wow now if you hadn't already done this 30 odd times i would say that it was an impossible feat but you have made will Uh, you have made the impossible possible but that's what tom cruise does in every single mission impossible film yeah you might say this pitch is an impossible mission (laughs) yeah i mean that's what you did say Uh, (laughs) um so, <laughs> if you're out there thinking about turning off this episode now, please don't. Don't do this. Keep, <laughs> oh no! I, I broke, give us another I broke shot. the episode. Bear with us. <laughs> so, um, Tom Cruise, right? He's in IMF, right? And that that stands as we have previously established for Impossible Mission Force. Well, Ethan Hunt is in IMF. Yeah, Ethan Hunt, our 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 main protagonist uh-huh um isn't there now i'm gonna expose myself uh there is like a mum character in imf right no or does that kind of not change? really that kind of changes around it does i mean it's 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 kind of like a self-sustaining group like they don't, they don't really have they there is some oversight i think in every film but it's it's nebulous and it, it's ever-changing and then fallout the sort of mum character, I would say, of Alec Baldwin. Um, I'm not going to say any more. No spoilies. See Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, it's been Alec Baldwin. It's been Lawrence Fishburne. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's been that uh, Kittredge guy. I'll take your word for it. Whoever you want it to be, it could yeah, be, Will. Right. All right. <laughs> um, well, let, let's, let's just let's, let's think about this here for a second. I was thinking, maybe for this one, uh-huh. it's in the Old West. <laughs> so, it's like Mission Impossible Origins. So, gotcha. Tom Cruise isn't in it. Well, Tom Cruise is still in it. He's just not playing Ethan Hunt. He's playing like his great-great-great-grandfather or something. That's a great idea, yeah, I love Luke. That. So, all right, let's roll. <laughs> oh, with I it. love that. So, so uh, it's the old, it's it's the old West. There's saloons. There's those kind of cool doors that rock back and forth. Yeah, whatever happened to bank. those doors? I don't know. You uh, know, how did barn doors become the the cool new rustic door? Have you ever seen that video of that co- that kid that gets completely rocked by some saloon doors? I would love to. <laughs> no, but that's probably, thank you for recommending that's, that's, this. That's probably why they, they're no longer popular. For They're probably quite dangerous. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a high likelihood of somebody getting getting smacked in the old face or the old tushy or anything by them. Um, uh, so you got yeah. your old, old Wild West uh, super stereotypical environment, right? Right. And um, you got... Uh, it can't be Ethan Hunt. I guess it'll be like no, his name, Jebe- Jebediah not Hunt. Will, his name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you dog, Jacob. You dog. I simply have to insist. Okay, Mike. He is hanging out in... Uh, well, he's not hanging out. He's got to be doing something badass. He's he's climbing his way up uh, Devil's a Tower. Mesa. Devil's he's, Tower? He's, yeah, there's like a, one of those cool wyoming is this gonna be in why it's gonna be somewhere somewhere in the somewhere we don't in need the, the details the no, no. <laughs> keep There's rolling be buddy. just like one of those cool cool uh geological formations he's he's climbing up it uh maybe he's like trying to irrigate the town by creating like a the, the, there's a water tower up there and he, but something has kind of jammed up the pipe so he has to go up there and and fix it nice and uh it turns out that there's actually that this has been jammed by a by a malign force of uh evil bandits or something like that gotcha Mm -hmm. i gotta say i gotta stop saying or something like that it's evil bandits guys (laughs) i I like this new decisive willy (laughs) 
they this, let's let's keep this rolling. I know. Well, I, I think that I lost my mojo a little bit because I'm playing with one of my favorite IPs of all time. Yeah. So well, that we okay. Go on. We have we have um, uh, Mike, uh, and he has to. He he's got like a slingshot. He's kind of like a a, a a crafty boy genius kind of a thing. Um, he except he's played by Tom Cruise, so he's not really a boy, but he has. <laughs> A slingshot, and he's got a uh, uh, a whip. A li- he's a little Indiana Jones esque. Cool. And just he just a little. Uses his wherewithal to uh, to to dispatch these uh, uh, evil bandits. However, that it's all happening on top of this giant geological formation. So they're they they're kind of like repelling off of the wall. And they have this like crazy repel ba- battle, and that's the opening scene. Is just this crazy repel battle. That sounds and, awesome. It does sound awesome. Where you getting helicopter shots? Um, and yeah, we're getting some helicopter okay. shots, but there are no helicopters in this movie because not. they haven't been invented yet. Of course not. So could there be like some cool steampunk helicopters? Yeah. Well, this is the this is why I want to have it happen in the past. There are two reasons why I want to have it happen in the past. One of which will be revealed a little bit later, but um. The first one is I just want it to be basically exactly like Mission Wild Impossible, yeah. except oh. like super, super anachronistic, you know? So yeah. like you still have, what will happen is like as soon as he's dispatched these guys and, and fix the water main, he, um, there's like a, like a, a falcon <laughs> that like flies up there and like drops this like steampunk little like box. And it like springs, it's like spring loaded and it like pops open. And then there's this like, uh, this like old little phonograph inside that spins around and says your mission, should you choose to, oh wait, it'll be like your mission, should you choose to accept it? (laughs) (laughs) Is, uh, I got to come up with a mission. That's, yeah, it's kind of key. But while I'm coming up with a mission, like. After the mission, after the phonograph stops, like a little tiny like match strikes, and there's like a tiny bit of gunpowder, and it just sort of like explodes in this like very tiny little explosion. Uh, that's perfect. Um, but the mission is there is this like incredibly like uh, kooky, wild, uh, maniacal, evil genius who who's called the alchemist love it nice and he he is trying he's gonna try to poison the entire town and it's tom cruise's i mean mike's uh i i refuse to say his full name that's fine uh his his job to to stop this from happening uh and the mum character in this one the imf uh it's it's like located in the the basement of this saloon and the mum character this is the second reason why i wanted it to be in the wild west he's played by sam elliott oh like full full mustache yes. sam elliott and he like he's always hitching up his pants and he's always spitting <laughs> sure like that's the big thing those, that he does he's got a big things. ass 10 gallon hat on. yeah of course he oh does. and he's, al- he's also always wiggling his mustache <laughs> like he's got like like there's like dude, there's an itch under there you know <laughs> And and so he's just like, I don't actually remember how this guy talks, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of like, howdy, folks. Lot lot it's deeper, time, about two octaves lower. Howdy, folks. Yeah, it's spot it's on. Time in your mission, should you choose to accept it, I, I do declare, <laughs> is to prevent the alchemist from tearing our little town apart. Missed the entire... End of that. What was that? From tearing our little town apart. apart. I was just like a string of syllables to me. Um, So yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, uh, then you're just gonna. I mean, it's just it's so hard. This is this is one where first of all we're playing with a beloved IP, but second of all, it's how how do you even summarize? Uh, a Mission Impossible experience without going over time. I mean, this thing is going to be jam-packed with adventure. This but. can be a three-hour episode if we want. We have three. <laughs> I mean, we, we have are exactly. After all. We're quarantined, <laughs> and we have three hours until our next engagement. <laughs> there's going to be definitely a. 
battle on top of a train, a moving train. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, which is Horse going to be chases, kind of, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Kind of similar. It's going to be kind of similar to the to the Mission Impossible OG uh, tunnel scene where they go into a tunnel and then there's like a, a sort of a, a steampunk flying machine, a gyrocopter that's that's kind of in pursuit, hot pursuit, and he's having to shoot his slingshot at it. So I um, think the iconic thing about that Mission Impossible 1 train scene was that it was a bullet train, so they were, like, <laughs> sliding all over the train because it was going so yeah. fast. Yeah, well, I mean, this thing will be moving about as fast as a bullet train. I told you, it's anachronistic. Yeah, it's, well, got, also, it's got okay. the same... The, the, the alchemist could have cooked up some, like, super coal that made it go super fast. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Alchemist That's invented what we're talking Nas. about. He, he invented Nas. Basically, all of the shit that he does is like horrible, like acrid green goop, which is basically Nas. Right. So like he, like that's that's kind of what he deals with. But yeah, it's gonna have sort of the the beats and the kinetic energy of a of a modern day Mission Impossible movie. But it's just it's all it's all steampunk, you right. know. Uh, so he's gonna have it. There's gonna be a train scene, gyrocopter. There's going to be a, a definitely a scene where someone is trying to like blow up a dam and they've got like big old sticks of dynamite trying to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's going to be somebody I'm assuming is going to be tied up and put on a train tracks. Maybe yeah, on that yeah. same train tracks, he'll still he'll have to save a, a fair damsel from getting run over. There's going to be a beautiful train. yeah. There's going to be a beautiful dame that he has to rescue. Nice. And there's um there's going to be the obligatory twist uh, at the end where. It was all from the inside. No and it way. Turns out that, it turns out that Sam Elliott... Um, is the alchemist? Is, is, he's not the alchemist, oh. but he's been working with the alchemist trying to create a, sort of a red scare that will allow him to kind of uh, seize control of the town in an authoritarian manner. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and the IMF is disbanded because that happens every single time. Uh-huh. Uh, and then... Uh, Mike saves the day at the very end. He um, knocks Sam Elliott's 10-gallon hat off of his head, which turns out to be his source of power. So he just kind of disappears in a puff of smoke. And I was hoping that his source of power would be his mustache, which would be shaved off. Yeah, oh, one, yeah uh, well, one key element that you didn't introduce from the series was the the mask. Yes. I feel like somebody yeah. needs to be wearing Sam Elliott's face with a giant mustache poorly, yeah, poorly put on. That's exactly top of it. it. <laughs> that's exactly it. So, so this is perfect. This is perfect. So real Sam Elliott, because he's, he's a gentleman and he could never be evil. He's actually just been tied up in the basement of the basement of the saloon. Ugh. And, and there's been a, there's been a face, a face swapping, uh, imposter mm-hmm. and and so that happens uh they uh mike saves the day and uh the kind of upshot is is he's like i'm gonna maybe maybe before it, it was called like the ifm and then he's like now i'm gonna call it the imf and it'll be this way forever and he establishes it and then that's like the origin story of the imf so before it was the impossible force mission <laughs> It was, yeah. <laughs> well, they don't actually say what it is. They just like that's the joke is that the last two letters are switched around. Gotcha. What a joke. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I, 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 there's humor in this podcast. Let me tell you. Uh, gotta keep so it light. Is that gotta something? Keep it light in dark times. That's something. Is that is that something? It's something. Yeah. No. I think that I was yeah. cooking with gas. For a little while, I, I wasn't cooking with Nas, but I was cooking. I was cooking with gas. You were, for a little you were while. cooking, man. Yeah, and that really didn't take you that long either. No. Yeah. Kind of. No, we we're can, good. We we're can great. ship that. We'll ship it. All right. I'll ship All right. It. I'm eager to hear you boys' takes on this on this fresh franchise. Fresh hot stuff. All right.
Who's next? I can go. Luke. We can, yeah, you can go. All we right. can do rock paper scissors. Let's do I rock paper. Let's do rock paper scissors. <laughs> this is great for the listeners. Are we doing rock paper scissors shoot? Uh, always on shoot. Hold well, on, you got to narrate this. Yeah, we'll okay. do it very slowly. So you, hold you on. Have the I got to make it Ready? so that I can see you guys. All right. Rock. All right. They're they're putting down their paper. fists. They've done it again. Scissors. They did, did it again. All right. This is the last one. They're coming down. They're coming down. They're coming down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Luke has scissors and Jacob has paper. <laughs> so what does that mean? <laughs> Luke wins. I guess. Uh, I guess I can go. All right. Because I fear that you might have the exact same pitch as me. Uh, I doubt and it. And this way I can get mine out of the way. Fair enough. Go ahead. <clears throat> so we have our boy Tom Cruise. Nice Tom. A.K.A. Ethan Hunt, which means this is in the normal timeline. Got it. I feel like I'm going to be Ooh, obligated. I feel like I'm going to be obligated to do a future Mission Impossible <laughs> by the time this is all done. Make this well, like the Christmas Carol of Mission Impossible yeah. episodes. It starts out with all Tommy the, Boy okay. getting a debriefing for a mission. Ooh, sounds hot. Here's how it goes, right? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there were these ships called Star Destroyers that could ob- obliterate Entire planets. Yep. And an astrophysicist discovered a way to open up a wormhole dealio yep. to that galaxy and bring back a Star Destroyer and sure. then just kind of plop it in Earth's orbit. Now, what does this Star Destroyer look like? It looks exactly like the ones from the latest Star Wars movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> oh this is God. a crossover. Gotcha. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um... So he plops in Earth's orbit, right? Yeah. Or she, rather, because this is this villain astrophysicist is played by Selma Hayek. Oh, nice choice. And Tommy Cruise is like, oh no, <laughs> I can't let that fly because I can only abide by one evil galactic overlord, and that Xenu himself. <laughs> and Selma Hayek doesn't look like Xenu at all. <laughs> so he she knows that he's got to stop this nonsense. Right. So he takes a stealthy weather balloon up to space, manages to board the ship, and disable the Star Killer, and warp it back to the galaxy far, far away. But in the process, he crash lands on a planet full of cannibals, oh, and it's also no. a prison planet. No. And before he's overtaken by like a thousand guards, Selma Hayek, who's still alive on the ship, is able to bribe all of these prison cannibals because she's got all the money now to fall in line with her requests. And she, she books Tommy up for a life in cannibal prison. And I guess that means he'll be in prison for life, but they'll like slowly nibble at him. Oh no. That's, that's really, that's not good news. He's got a lot to nibble. So before they rip him off the ship, He's able to beam a message to the only person he thinks is suave and sneaky enough to save him. Oh and that's Master Thief Naya from Mission Impossible 2. Oh, you S-O oh, bitch. Yeah. Played by our dear Thandy Newton. Oh, uh, Thandy! All right, well, quick sidebar. Oh, never mind. No, no sidebars. Go ahead. I think I will address your sidebar. Okay. okay. So, Thandy, right? Yes. The rest of this movie, she gets the mission and accepts it, and then from that point on, it's a choose-your-own-adventure film, <laughs> much like oh Bandersnatch. <laughs> what? <laughs> so she has to commandeer a spaceship, but she it's gets some everything. options for how to do it, right? <laughs> this bitch has everything. <laughs> so one of the options is, like, Get the parts on the black market, hire someone to build it for you. Another right. one is to commandeer a Russian spaceship. Another <laughs> one is to break into NASA, commandeer a spaceship, and launch yourself into space. Mm-hmm. Do we get to choose? We get to choose, yeah. Oh, dang. Like, I'm talking like me and Willie right now. Yeah, you can choose right now. I mean, I don't think we're going to go step by step, beat for beat for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> No, let's please do. <laughs> All right, uh, I choose. I choose the stealing the Russian Russian spaceship. Yeah, stealing the Ruski spaceship seems like the patriotic thing. To do. <laughs> All right, so 
Naya hops on a submarine to Russia. No, it's, oh, okay. Gonna say we did. We did say spaceship. The submarine's not gonna get you where you need to go. She breaks into Russia NASA, mm-hmm. as it's called. Yep. Um, and she realizes, um, hey, I don't know how to create a wormhole like evil genius Selma Hayek did. How am I gonna get there? Throw, throw the, uh, antimatter. Throw together some antimatter. That's what I choose yeah. in the Choose Your Own Adventure. Just like yeah, chuck, so chuck a bunch of it together. There are going to be some other choices, but that's the choice you're going with. That's the choice you're going with. <laughs> she chucks together a bunch of antimatter, <laughs> puts it in the warp drive, blasts off into space, and now she's in that galaxy. Um, lo and behold, she's immediately picked up by... Some character from Solo, who I don't remember, played by Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that dude. Oh my god, this is like, ugh. The crossover, it's like a crossover within a crossover. It's yeah, a prequel kind of. to the prequel of Solo, and also a sequel to Mission Impossible. This may be the most complicated non-Ted pitch ever <laughs> in the history of Pitch Hunt. <laughs> Alright, I'm taking notes here. So, she gets kind of taken hostage by this Woody Harrelson fella. Um, but he sees how capable she is. Oh my god. And lets her win her freedom by doing a couple jobs with him. Oh so we get these god. little side missions yeah. where you still have to choose your way through them, but you have to help him rob some some peeps, some spaceships, some like weird planetary like ports and things like that. Yeah. So that's going to be dope. Right. You know? There's no way that could be undope. And then she's given a choice to leave Woody Harrelson forever and go pursue Tom Cruise or to enlist Woody's help in saving Tom Cruise. What do you choose, fellas? Uh, I choose Woody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's unanimous. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, Woody's important. Yeah. He's, he's a right, delight, then. if nothing else. And maybe so Woody can, reluctantly okay. agrees because he's fallen in love with Naya um, and for some reason has started calling her Vale. I don't like where this has gone now. Uh, Should we have not chosen Woody? I cannot I can't I can't abide by Sandy being you, killed. You off. made your choice. No! <laughs> we get one mulligan, right? <laughs> we we fall into a singularity. God damn it. <laughs> This is not... We're never going to leave this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So Woody and Vale, they take off for Cannibal Planet, but Woody's like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't want to get munched on, you know? So he's like, we got to disguise ourselves as something that doesn't look like a living being so that these (laughs) cannibals won't want to eat us. What what are you going to choose to disguise yourselves as? Uh, I'm I'm envisioning like a, a a big old stag beetle. I'm envisioning. I mean, keep like, in mind the these cannibals might look like stag beetles. That may not help you. Well, if they're eating humans, a, cannibalism kind of implies that you're they can, eating they things. They could be a diverse species, Jacob. Okay, I'm fair envisioning enough. a giant pile of poop. All right, so we're gonna split the difference, and we'll be a giant dung beetle. <laughs> yeah. Roll on a pile of poo. But like like one of them is the giant piece of dung and one of them is the beetle. Yeah. Who's gonna be the dung? Obviously Woody. Woody, yeah, Woody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even need to ask that. <laughs> and uh yeah, Thandy will be the sexy dung beetle. <laughs> so they roll their way onto this cannibal planet mm-hmm. and they get to the outside of this prison fortress. And how do they break in? Uh you can go first this time, Willie. They break in by presenting Woody Harrelson the piece of dung <laughs> as a gift. This is great. In a Trojan tra- horse, tra- in a Trojan horse-like style. Trojan poo. How could they say but no? Woody. <laughs> okay, so they they come out to get the dung, <laughs> and then presumably, Thandy just scuttles in. Well, no, he, she has to get let in by Woody right, later. Right. Eventually, they'll they'll put him in the place of honor as their honored guest, and then he'll sneak out in the middle of the night and unlock the door yeah. and let the Indian, right? Yeah, that's that was the plan. Yeah. Okay, so they get in, and 
they can make it to like this kind of great hall area. There's a, a center a center hub where all of the prisoners are monitored mm-hmm. in these hallways that kind of shoot off into the distance. So how do they discover which one Tom Cruise is in, and how do they get back there? Okay, can you can you? I was distracted for a moment. Can you repeat the question? They're in this central security hub. Yes. They need to find which cell Tom Cruise is in, and also how to get back there. Okay. Mm, that's a that's a toughie. Uh, do uh, does do either Woody or uh, Thandy have uh, any kind of telepathical powers? That's what I, I choose. <laughs> that's what I choose. I choose that it turns out that one of them has telepathy and can communicate with Tom. There. Yeah, it turns out. Thandy is one with the Force. Nice. Now that she's in this new galaxy, she's discovered some of that power. Sick. So what does she use it for? To contact Tom and ask him where he is and how to get in. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom doesn't know how to get in. Well, he got in. But he can tell them where, where he is. <laughs> <laughs> he got in, didn't he? <laughs> he got arrested, yeah. Well, then they'll get, ar- get themselves arrested. They'll swipe a key and get themselves and uh Woody'll stick it up his pooper and then they'll get themselves arrested. <laughs> Ooh, that's okay, a good perfect. Idea. Perfect. Um unfortunately they're brought to a different cell than the one that Tom was in. No, no they're not. Oh fine, whatever. They can work with that. <laughs> they work with that. Now what do they do? How do they get out of their cell? With the key. It's a master okay. key for all the cells. They get out and they know where Tom is, so they scuttle on over there and let him out, right? Sure. <laughs> So Tom has this one concern before they leave. It's that Selma Hayek is still alive. Still sexy. Still sexy. Still a genius. Uh-huh. And still a brilliant astrophysicist. So presumably she could gather resources to find another Star Destroyer, bring it back to Earth, and, you know, do some damage again. How are they going to stop her? Go ahead, Willie. They're going to fill up a bunch of balloons with acid and throw the balloons at Selma Hayek. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty diabolical. <laughs> she has she must be stopped. Uh, I'd say All right, that that works. Yeah. I was thinking there may be some poetic justice where she gets eaten by the cannibals somehow. Oh damn. Uh slight amendment. Fill them with uh fill them up with some tangy cane sauce. Yeah, some spices. Throw them at Salma. Some spices. So that she will be irresistibly tasty. Even more irresistibly tasty than she likely already was. Throw yeah. them at them. Or, unleash the cannibals. Let them do the or dirty Or set work. a trap where she, like, falls. She, like, puts her foot in a loop and, and, then, and then springs the trap. And she gets hoisted up into the balloons. <laughs> you know? So then she's just, like, this beautifully garnished sort of, like, uh... Like a you know, like a chicken on a spit, hanging hanging spit roasted <laughs> Selma Hayek. You're right, Will. That's that's perfect. <laughs> uh, that is poetic justice if I've ever heard it. Yeah, so they do all that, then they break free, get back to their ship, blast off. Um, Thandy gets Tom back into the spaceship that she brought there. Mm-hmm. Using the antimatter or whatever. <laughs> There's enough left for him to get home. Nice. And because they had such a strong connection, she decides to go back home with him. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she gets back to Earth with Tom Cruise. Everything seems good. Uh-oh. But then she's like, uh oh, I've made a grave mistake. What? I was really in love with Woody Harrelson no, and not she Tom Cruise. Wasn't. No, 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 so no, 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 no. Goes no, no, back no. to space. We chose that, Jacob. No, 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 Except no, 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 no. We did not she choose that. She was in love with Woody. She just chose. We chose that Woody would go along with because he would be useful. It was she a gets her wormhole calculations choice. wrong. Oh, and no. ends up there quite, quite a bit earlier than she had first arrived. Is it because she forgot to carry a zero? <laughs> Yeah, she forgot to carry a zero. No, <laughs> actually, I don't know what's happening, but she ends up back in the the solo timeline to await her fate. That's incredibly depressing. What a terrible end! 
<laughs> well, we chose it, Jacob. We did you not did choose it. Uh, it's our fault. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to be blamed for this. All the decisions were ultimately Luke's, and Luke decided to break our hearts. <laughs> so I, I shipped that exact sequence of choices, but now we have to go back and choose the uh, to steal it from NASA, and that we have to go through yeah, all of the other ones. That's right. To ma- and then listeners, <laughs> make sure that all the other ones are shipped. Listeners, <laughs> we'll set up a system for you to choose your own version of it, and we will play them all out for you. There were approximately what, like ten decisions we made there, yep. and I feel like we. So, and if each one of them has three, you're good at maths, right, Jacob? Sure. Uh, there are going to be thousands of possible endings <laughs> at, at the very, at the very least. I'm not going to do any more math than that right now. So yeah, look forward to that in the upcoming weeks, listeners. You have yeah, thousands but, of episodes coming your way. Yeah, one thousandth of that. We ship, Luke. Sure, yeah. I guess we'll ship that 1,000th. I'm not happy about it, but I'll ship it. Please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast. We'd really love it. It would mean a lot if they give us a shot. It don't take a lot of thought to listen to our podcast. We're just talking. And sometimes there's songs. Well, it's your turn, Jacob. All right. Well, as it turns out, I am going to be pitching a spinoff from Luke's spinoff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I, my pitch picks up after Thandy does not decide to go <laughs> with Woody and instead decides to come back to Earth, right? <laughs> uh, and this is this actually all everything that happens uh, f- directly following that is uh, about ten years before my pitch actually starts. Uh, and in my pitch, Thandy has settled down with Tom, and they have had a child. Oh my gosh! How beautiful and short would that child be? It would be both uh, beautiful and short. To answer your question. How slightly off-centered is their middle tooth? Their middle tooth is is <laughs> dead center. Just like dead, dead center. It's just wow, like, so that's a dominant gene, huh? Just like daddy, <laughs> yep. That's, that's something they got right from daddy, that famed middle tooth. Um, but the impossible mission in this Mission Impossible is the impossibility of raising a child in our current political climate. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. It's 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 much more exciting than that. Um, so basically, what has happened is Thandy indeed married Tom, and this was going to be my pitch uh, even before Luke's terrible decision making that led to them to the two of them not hooking up. Um, but oh, they hooked up. Well, they hooked up, but they didn't. They didn't hook up. You know, they didn't tie the knot. They didn't. They didn't up and settle down. And in my pitch, they did up and settle down. And uh, five years later, a little blessing came into the world. And uh, we smash cut to five years later. Five years after the five years. uh, A total of ten years (laughs) have passed. Fandy and Tom have a five-year-old child. Wow. And we're smash cutting into a... a, uh, A sterile environment where... The 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 child of Thandy and Tom is being evaluated by a psychiatrist. So you're saying Tom can't have kids anymore? He's sterile. Tom is what? No, Tom has a child. He's not sterile. The child is under psychiatric care because <laughs> plot twist. It turns Tom's out Tom's sterile. Tom was sterile all along. It's Woody's and child. And it's really Woody Harrelson. <laughs> oh my god! No, that is not. That's not true. <laughs> That is, don't mislead, don't mislead the listeners any further. Don't break their hearts again. It is Tom's child, it is Thandy's child, but guess what? Through some genetic anomaly, this child is straight evil. It's an an evil child. Uh, We find out through this scene in the psychiatrist's office that little, uh, little Tommy J, Tommy Jr., uh, has been has been going around the neighborhood strangling cats. He's been uh, what? He's been going around that neighborhood slashing tires, setting fires. What a psychopath! He's a, he's a little he's a little psycho. He's a, he's bad news. This little child. Um, 
And we learn that Tom has uh, retired from the Impossible Impossible Mission game um, so that he can focus on starting a family. Um, we know through all of the Mission Impossible movies, the job has always come first, and that's it's it's wreaked havoc on yeah. on Tom, aka Ethan's uh, his his personal life. You know, I mean, this is this is a continuing theme throughout the 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 movies. That he is more he he faces each impossible mission with more personal trepidation, right. As he worries that it's going to just destroy his humanity and and the people around him that he loves. Exactly, and what a cruel twist of fate that once he has finally settled down and he finally has put his personal life ahead, he starts to find out that what he's created is a greater threat, perhaps, than any other that he has ever faced before. It is (laughs) a tiny, tiny, disturbed child who is increasingly uh, doing dangerous things, putting people at risk, and uh, wreaking... Havoc and mayhem. So basically, didn't take after Thandie Newton at all. Didn't take after. Th- there's nothing but Tom in that one. I mean, there's a lot of Tom. There's there's a lot of Tom in that. But you know what I'm trying to set up here is this little child is a little bit of an anti-Tom. You see what I'm saying? Oh my god! You see what I'm saying? Um, so the psychological evaluation is complete. Uh, psychiatrist is like, yo, I'm out. Like, this is the most evil child that I've ever evaluated in my life. Uh, Damn. May God have mercies, mercy on your soul, but I will not be helping you out. This child is beyond saving. So, cut to the Tom and Thandy's house the next day. Little Tommy Jr. is upstairs. Tom and Thandy are having a discussion. Yo, what do we do? What do we do about this evil child of ours? And they decide... Is this also a choose-your-own-adventure? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to limit ourselves to one choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> pitch per episode, but I think that we should we should continue with that. Going forward, there will be at least one... one. There will be exactly one choose-your-own-adventure pitch in each episode. So this is not one. What they decide to do is uh, see if the their power of good combines... Uh, Along with the help of some old friends, Simon Pegg, uh, 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 Ving Rames, see the one? Yeah. Ving Rames. Yeah. It's going to be brought into the business, back, back into the, back into the fold. Rebecca Ferguson. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is going to be brought back into the fold. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson's going to be back and brought back in the fold. Paula Patton. Paula Patton. The gang's all here. The gang's all here. So they call everybody. That Australian guy from the second one. Australian guy from the second one. Let's not forget him. Uh, who am I missing? Angela Bassett. Bring her into the fold. Why not? Reese Davies. Reese, Jonathan Reese Davies. Yeah. Oh yeah. John Reese Davies was in one of these ones. Was he? Yeah, I think so. He was in three. He was in three. Okay. He's back in the mix. So here's here's the here's the, the high and the low of it. The gang's all here. They have powwow in the in the house. They're like, alright. Here's the thing, Tom. You're kind of uh, you know, you're very intense, but we have mad respect for you. We are gonna be here for you in your time of need. We will do everything that we can to create a task force. We will be the village that will raise this child. <laughs> Everybody's on board. They go upstairs to uh, get little Tommy J and uh, introduce him to his new family. Open the door. He he's gone. What window's broken? There's a little. Uh, there's a little rope made out of sheets leading down. Leading down oh, outside no. the window. He up and left. He is. Uh, he's on the lamb, so to speak. So they're all like, oh, snap, this is not good. Like, this child is very evil. Uh, we had this great plan, but we got we to gotta play this by the seat of our pants now. This is a, now a containment mission. So they split up into little groups. Uh, Simon Pegg has married Rebecca Ferguson, uh, so they're going to be a little team. They go west. Ving Rhames, uh, and who would be a good person to, to match him up with? Uh... uh... Yeah, Maggie Q. She was in the third one. Hell yeah, Maggie Q and Ving Rhames. They're going north. Uh, Tom and Thandy. They're going east. Everyone else just fans out. And uh, pretty quickly, Tom 
and Thandy find a trail of destruction that this this little tyke has left behind. There are burned cars, there are charred corpses, uh, there just. Do you think that may just be a coincidence? <laughs> they think the same thing. They're like, so we have this psychotic show. They go their separate way and <laughs> think nothing of it. And as it turns out, every single one of them has found a separate path of destruction. <laughs> they've all they've all caught the paths. Uh, and so away they go. Uh, uh, Tom and Thandy decide that uh, they're gonna they're gonna look at the uh, the local park where their little son likes to play and push children down and like uh, just generally be a menace. So they they check that out. Parks burned to the ground. Nothing there but but ashes. Uh, little charcoal briquettes that once were uh, wood chips that were on the. On the playground, they're they're gone. They're gone now. The park is ashes, but there's a trail of ashy footprints that they follow, uh, which leads to the freeway. They find a stunned man by the side of the road. There's like, yo, this little tyke just came up to me and was like, "Give me your car," and I was like, "You're a small child. Uh, you pose no <laughs> threat to me." He up and grabbed me by the ears, pulled me out the car window, and off he went in his car. <laughs> So they're like, this is bad news. This is not so good. Uh, and so, but they now have a confirmed location of the last known sighting of this child. So they call everybody back. The squad's all back. They're on the freeway. They're like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to commandeer a school bus. We're going to get all of us on there. It's going to turn into our mobile triage slash uh, containment plan unit. And off, we're going to go down this freeway. They get this bus. Uh, they set up uh, like a bunch of computers in the back, uh, and by this point, the all the local news stations have have caught on to this story. Um, they're interviewing people who are like, "Yeah, there's this small child who's been like, uh, he's been he's been up to no good. He's uh, been setting fire stuff, and he's currently like last I saw him, he was in a speedy car and he was speeding down the freeway." Somebody ought to do something about this. And Tom and Thandy are like, oh, ho, ho, but we are doing something about this. But at the same time, <laughs> this is a very difficult... I mean, for many reasons, this is a very difficult thing for them. For one thing, this is their child. They have, they have raised this child. They saw him since he was a little wee babby. And now they're faced with the decision. If we are to find this child, what do we do? Send it off into space or something. That's brought up early on, but they're like, so say that we give this, we like strap this child up and put him into a straight jacket and throw him into a spacecraft, shoot it up in the air. What's to say he won't free himself and commandeer the spacecraft? And then we got a little tyke in a space, in a, you know, in a rocket ship. Is that really good news for us? These conversations, <laughs> all of these conversations are going down on the bus. Uh, a lot of people are in favor of the uh, strap in a spacecraft and send them towards the sun idea, but ultimately it's decided that it's, it's too risky. Um, somebody recommends, you know, take him to the world's deepest diamond mine, toss him down to the bottom, and uh, fill the whole thing up with concrete. But Does anyone recommend uh, honoring the original movie ending and... Letting Thandy go back to Woody Harrelson so that this never happens. <laughs> Somebody, Simon Pegg recommends that, and Thandy slaps him in the face and says, You shall not make the same mistake that I feel like an alternate version of myself once did. I will not go back to Woody. I, I spoke to a fortune teller, and the fortune teller told me that if I had gone down that path, I would have been unceremoniously <laughs> killed very early on. And nobody would like that. <laughs> nobody would ever choose for that to happen to me. So don't make that stupid decision. Um, and Simon's like, all right, yeah, you know what? You are absolutely right about that. Nobody should make that stupid decision. Nobody would. Nobody should knowingly sentence Thandy Newton to death. Shame on me for even bringing that up. Um, so they're planning and they're driving and, uh, you know, some road trip tunes are playing and kind of, you know, they got to do something to lighten the mood. So they're, you know, they're playing their, they're playing their road trip playlists. Uh, and eventually they're going to have to come up with a plan though, like an actual plan spaceship that's out, uh, throwing them into a diamond mine, filling it with concrete, logistically very difficult. That would be a lot of concrete. And also it's just like, mm. I feel like we could do something better. We're the impossible mission force. 
Um, so what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to come up with an idea <laughs> of a good way to deal with this, this rampaging child. Well, um, if this were choose your own adventure, we could help you. Well, say it's not a choose But we can't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, turns out, uh, some time goes by. They're on his tail, but they're in a school bus. They're not going real fast. This little this little tyke's got a quick sports car, so he's he's making moves. He has linked up um, with well, but basically what he's done is he's gone to a juvenile detention center and he's busted all the kids out. And so now <laughs> he's the leader of a a gang of naughty kids uh, that are out for blood. <laughs> Oh my god. And so the acts of petty vandalism and petty burning down of of uh playgrounds and petty uh charring of corpses turns into a a full-blown uh invasion and naughty children from across the country are fleeing their homes uh and coming to join what is the what is a a growing uh band of of lost boys and girls basically. And they're running riot. Um, so the the IMF is meanwhile keeping keeping tabs on all this. The situation is obviously evolving very quickly. Uh, schools are being shut down. Restaurants are being closed. Uh, oh my air God. travel is being uh, you know people are people are canceling trips. People are. Uh, are people being encouraged to work from people home? People are being encouraged to work from home and also being encouraged to stay away from children. <laughs> because are they although encouraged to wash their hands for 20 seconds? It's regularly. always good to wash your hands for 20 seconds because these little children can smell sticky fingers and they need lots of food. Oh, no. So if you have like, you know, if you got those sticky fingers, if you smell like food in any way, they'll they'll find you and they'll take you. It's true. And it turns out that uh that these this band of kids uh, is primarily, much as uh, an apex predator would. Uh, well, an apex pre- like most predators in the wild normally go for uh, children and the sick and elderly. These are children, so they're not going for children, but they are primarily going for people who, because you know adults have bit, have longer legs and can run away, but. Elderly people have a much harder time doing that, so they're primarily going for. Is this in very poor taste? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this in really bad taste? Should I be stopping? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I love okay. it. I'm, uh, I'm in rapture okay. right now. Um, <laughs> these ch- these children, these children who have it's kind of like a mental virus <laughs> that is causing them to go rogue. Um, they, they're mainly targeting the elderly. Um, and so what the IMF eventually decides to do is, um, is, is fill, fill up a sports stadium with snacks. Oh my God. We're talking Cheez-Its. We're talking bottles of soda. We're talking, we're talking flapjacks. We're talking, talking you who's talking you who's we're talking troughs full of you who. Oh fuck yeah. Dude. We're talking we're talking the outfield is covered with powdered donuts. Oh damn. We're talking like those mini those mini powdered donuts. Oh you know I'm talking about those mini powdered oh, donuts. Yeah. We're talking every seat in the stands has chicken fingers, nuggets, wings, and uh, grilled breasts upon them. Oh my gosh! This place is a bopping with food. All of this is all the been, starbursts except for the red ones. All of the starbursts except for yeah, it's, except for the pink ones. Personally, I I personally hate the pink yeah. ones too, but I feel like kids would hate the red ones. I, I think you might be right. I, they got sweet tooths, those little monsters. Right. Weird on the street <laughs> is that like everybody loves pink starbursts the most. I like the pink and red the most. Pink are I'm, disgusting. I'm <laughs> no, red, red. I can, I can fuck with wow. red, but pink is pink is not. I fucking love red. Yeah, yeah. red are delicious. Pink Someone who likes both gross. pink and red, you, you must, you're like a, you're like a, a universal think, uh, donor yeah, or something. Yeah. So you listeners out there, one of <laughs> our pastimes is to when we're hanging out, make a walk down to the grocery store and buy a giant sack of Starburst. Right. And I think that's why we're such good friends because 
Starbursts brought us together. They bring people together. Yeah, we all like different bursts, and it I just guess. works out. I guess it does we don't have to out. fight over them. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> Let me put it we'll just way. eat the ones the other people don't like. And in the same way, in this pitch, uh, Starbursts, at first, you know, the kiddos are like, lots of good food, but uh, this is probably a trap, so let's steer clear of it. But then, <laughs> then they airdrop. Then they airdrop a bunch of Starbursts in. And the kids are like, fuck a trap. They're Starbursts for free. We're going to go in here. <laughs> um, and so they swarm the star. They, they swarm the, uh, they swarm the stadium. Uh, they start chopping away. Turns out the stadium has a retractable roof. They retract the roof. They bar all the entrances and exits. And the plan is they're just going to wait them out. There have all of these children in this giant stadium. IMF is on constant watch around the clock, making sure that nobody's squeaking out through through any any little holes or anything. And they leave them in there for two weeks, and they decide that at the end of two weeks they're going to take a peek inside and see what's happened. <laughs> two weeks, all, of the, all the food is gone. Two weeks go by. They. Uh, position themselves in helicopters above the stadium, open the roof of the stadium, and inside the stadium, all of the children have joined hands, and they're singing a beautiful song. Uh, I don't know what song. Why Can't We Be Friends? Something like that. Turn, we Shall Overcome. We Shall Overcome. Turns out, while they had these two weeks, while they were sitting around, the, they were isolated from the rest of the world, they were able to. Uh, they were able to basically work out their problems. They're like, you know what? We've done some real shitty oh, stuff. Wow. Look at all that we've done. They could have put us in rockets and shot us into space. They could have put us at the bottom of a diamond mine and filled the entire thing with concrete. They could have done any number of things. But what they ended up doing was giving us delicious food that rotted our teeth and bloated our brains and tummies. But. Maybe the world isn't such an awful place after all. Maybe we should be better. Maybe we should all come together and use our powers for good. Oh my god. And That's such a healthy at the, conclusion. At the end of the film, after the IMF has seen all of this happening, Tom and Thandy go to the entrance, open up the door, and little Tommy comes out. And they give him a big hug. The end. Uh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I feel like we all did different things with this prompt, didn't we, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Big time. Big <laughs> time. Three of the wackier pitches. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, what are we going to do next week? You know what? It might not even be next week. It might not even be next what, week. One thing, fuck, that we're, we're like... one thing that we're going to try to do, Pitch Hunt listeners out there, we're going to try to up, up, keep updating a little quicker. Give you a little, yeah. give you a few little doses, uh, doses of things to take your mind off of the wackiness in the world. I, I have been such, so bad in the last half year in the, in the immediate aftermath of my wedding and also... Uh, With just there's been lots of stuff of going on things. in your there's life. There's just been a lot going yeah. on in the in the world of will, yeah. but I I I'm I'm committed to uh, recording and 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 editing up a bunch of podcasts for for y'all quarantined folks. Yeah, and all you out there, be safe, be happy, do what you can. Yeah. Reach out to people, uh, maybe not physically, but. Yeah, uh, psychically reach psychically out to reach out to you, much as <laughs> Thandy did in that uh, intergalactic cannibal prison, uh, and just yeah. do what you can to to get them stress levels down. We'll get through this together. Yeah, yeah. So, what are we doing next week or whenever? No, I don't know. What was? <laughs> let's take a look uh, at that list of things that Luke <laughs> Luke threw out there. Let's pick one out of it at random. Uh, we are going to do, that is a long way back. Um, <laughs> we're going to do 50 shades, 50 shades. Well, I don't know. Uh, we don't want to make our audience too horny. <laughs> we don't. We, yeah, that's true. And we, it's true. Everyone's stuck by themselves. But now, now that we've mentioned that, we also don't want to blue ball our audience. <laughs> 
Um, maybe f- <laughs> we will do Fifty Shades sometime. We'll do Fifty Shades sometime. That might be the next one. How's that for a tease? <laughs> <laughs> Keep How coming back Pixar? for more. Let's do Pixar. We will do yeah. either Fifty Shades or Pixar. So prepare yourself. Maybe, maybe I'll throw up prepare, another Twitter poll. Prepare yourself accordingly. <laughs> We love you. For real, yeah. We love you. Stay Stay pitchy. Stay pitchy out there, folks. Bye-bye.